Hey, welcome everyone to Soul Take Champions Live. I am Kevin Cameron coming to you from Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, weather related or driven, I should say, Pittsburgh today. Some snow on the ground. First snow, significant snow. I shouldn't say significant. Maybe a little bit of snow. Sitting here with the co-host of the show, Mr. Bill Neal. What's up, Bill? Uh, glad to be here. Uh I guess it's just the Christian in me. I keep wrestling with that intro. It, it reminds me of a girl I knew in the late seventy, but that's not why we're here. Yeah, don't don't take <laughs> don't don't take the music hey, out of context you here. You see what I'm wearing? I'm wearing Franco Harris, the number thirty two. Joe Green said when he when we got Franco, that turned everything around. The Steelers are in the win column, so that that makes everything better. So put, put everybody in in a, in a better frame of mind. Absolutely. Correct. Yeah. No. And wait. Not only you know it's, it's we'll talk about it, but not only did they win, they won well. Well, a lot of points were left on the field, and like you said, we will talk about it. So yeah, we're you know ready for a fantastic show, as usual. So take champions live. So thank you. To I, we should say thank you to all of the listeners that joined us today and will be joining us today. So we're excited about the show. We have a lot to talk about today. Some controversial issues and, and some not. Um, we would like to talk about our Pittsburgh Steelers today, as we indicated, coming off of uh, victory, and, and they're pretty rare this year. We need to talk about that, and we'll have Aubrey Bruce on probably about 6.15 did you, did to you, help talk did you about talk, that as well. Did you talk to Aubrey last week about what was bothering You know, he was, is he still feisty? Is he still... <laughs> Still upset. I mean, maybe he wasn't upset, but, man, he was heated last week. Yeah, and he said he's coming on fired up today, too. So, hey, we look forward to it. Well, why is he? We won the game. He can't be, but so far. Well, we'll see. We'll see around 6.15. So we also need to talk pit basketball. And I mentioned controversial topic for today. We need to talk about Jeff Saturday that's hired the Indianapolis Colts made last week is it fair um were other potential candidates overlooked what's going on with the nfl hiring we need to talk about all that in addition to that something i added for today you that the, you mean did some brothers get overlooked again exactly exactly <laughs> something else i added to the agenda for today is Kyrie irving he was supposed to come back on Saturday after his five-game suspension, um, and he's not back yet. So we need to talk about that. Is well, there. I'll, I'll just save that for probably about the six thirty time frame, and we want callers to call in to sound off on that particular issue too. The call-in number is four one two. Two one three eight nine nine five. It should also show up on the screen um, that you use to sign in as well. And an and additional reason for calling in the day, as you have uh, spread the word 
around the world that we have three very special guests coming on in the 7 right. o'clock hour. Right. Three future inductees into the Pittsburgh City League High School Hall of Fame that's coming up. And locked in with that is today's trivia question. I'll throw it out there right now. Go ahead now. and throw it out there. Now, but this one, you know, I, I gave him a softball last week. This is not, not going to be a softball this week. This is going to be, you got to do some digging. Now, should you give it to him now? Because, you know, people with their computers and phones and everything, well, they, they can look up. Yeah, because they they can look up the answer yeah. real fast. Well, you know, a real honest sports fan won't Google. But but you're right. There's some. Yeah, let's keep them honest. Let's there. keep them honest. I got a toughie for them. Uh, but keep in mind, the other part of the day, the other part of the show, will require all of our callers to call us or text us their all-time greatest athletes. That's still on the table. Uh, we we settled the all-time greatest R&B singer. I wasn't happy with the final, but Luther won. Edged out. No, I tried to tell you. Well, I, I tried to tell you. You you and some other people, uh, but clearly you and some other people were wrong. But nonetheless, we we noted it, and, and Luther won, and Ed. Out David Ruffin and Marvin Gaye won't be happy to know that he came in third, so that's how it ended up. But right now, the question on the table for the month of November the greatest athlete of all time, in your opinion, you can give us a call or give us a text. The greatest athlete in Pittsburgh history Great, or you, in, in general? Your greatest I, I thought we did that. Continuous. It goes each Okay, because I, I said Tiger Woods. I got you down for Woods. Okay. Woods has two votes, Ali has three. Jim Brown has three. Uh, Joe Green has two. Uh, Serena Williams has two. And Carl Lewis has one. You know, we, we forgot about Carl Lewis. Track and field. But, but let me tell you, I have the sleeper that you would never think of. And most experts of such things will tell you that my sleeper is the winner. But I'll hold off on the sleeper. I gave you a hint uh Last week when I told you, I gave you the word Carlisle. That was your hint, and you weren't able to pick up on it. So that's that's where we're at. No, I, I haven't. I, have, I haven't. But let's 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 move forward. That trick that you think, yeah. you think yeah. that word tells you what you need to yeah, know. Big time. All right, good. Big big time. I'm I'm good. So in segment four, just to finish up. So in segment three, we will hit. Pittsburgh City League Hall of Famers, the inductees, and then our last section, um, segment four, Pittsburgh Penguins. We need to talk about also the NBA, and, of course, we'll do our NFL games, all games for this week coming up with Super Bowl champ um, Darnell Darnell. Dinkins. Which will clearly show me in the lead again because I hit both of y'all with two. Are, you, are you sure? I'm positive. All I right. hit both of y'all with two. That you we'll we'll you see. We'll see. Right. So, uh, again, we'll start taking calls in our 630 time frame, which is segment two, 412-213-8995. But right now, let's talk about the Steelers' victory over the New Orleans Saints this past Sunday here in Pittsburgh, 20 to 10. And it takes our Pittsburgh Steelers to three and six for the season. And now Cincinnati, the Bengals come in for the next game here in Pittsburgh. If they come without Chase, they might as well stay home. Jamar Chase, well, he's he's on IR. If they come without, so Chase, he's he's already out. Well, that, but that, what that's what that means. But what did you think about 
this past game on Sunday? Well, I thought it was a game like, you know, Stevie Wonder could have called this game. It's a game we should have won and we did win. We did some things better, and it was evidence of uh, why T.J. Watts is the greatest defensive player in the game today was bore out once again. Just his presence changes things considerably. Uh, the pressures and uh, the stopgap, the hustle, the aggression, the attitude, the revving up the crowd. He loves it. Uh, good game, good game, good defensive game, better offensive game. Uh, one of two things happened. Najee Harris got nudged by... Some 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 suggestive uh, point from someone. <laughs> you know, Whatever it takes, Bill. Yeah, you know, look, Najee, you better step up your game because this boy behind you is serious about taking your spot. He, or, he had a lot of time to think about it well, during or, the bye. But to be fair, or he was legitimately hurt. And he's not hurt anymore. So one of two things happened. He got nudged or the pain has gone away. But Najee Harris, 99 yards on the ground. And uh, uh, Kenny Pickett, no interception. So a, a better game. We can't get happy about beating Orleans. They're struggling. Yes, we can. Well, you, when, when it's hard to get a victory. Yeah, but you can't get excited it's, about it. It's that, the so. NFL. Yeah, you can't in, get, in, you can't get did, did you see what happened last night? I did. Washington over... The Eagles. You didn't call that game. I'm pretty sure I did. I don't think you did. I don't think I, any I don't, of us exactly, did. Exactly, exactly. So that's why I said a win in the NFL is definitely important. Win. Any win. And win it, but you can't get overly excited about it because you didn't beat a, a strong team. So you can't go in the locker room thinking we've arrived. You've got to go in the locker room, continue doing what you're doing to get to that point and build on it. I, I agree 100%. And there's just a few categories that I, I want to talk about. Just some stock up. But what about the important thing? Okay. You, you've, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at your notes. I don't see that you've made indication of the most important thing. Which is what? What about the pigeons? <laughs> <laughs> what about what talk, the, talk to the aviary about do, the penguins for people around the nation? If you watch the Pittsburgh Steelers games at uh, what used to be called Heinz Field. Uh, the pigeons pigeons have landed. There's about a hundred pigeons on the field through the whole game, so we don't know what's causing that. But a, a little bit more entertainment, I guess. The the pigeons said the offense is is pretty pretty bad right now, not scoring a lot of points. So maybe we'll add a little bit of entertainment. But here's what I here's what I bet you. I bet you don't see no penguins the next time they played out. Man. Pigeons, <laughs> pigeons, <laughs> penguins. Uh, I got I got the losing penguins on my mind. I yeah, bet you don't see no yeah. pigeons down there because they're gonna call in whoever they have to call in to spray whatever they got to spray to make sure pigeons don't want to be anywhere within five miles of the stadium. I hope so. All right, so I wanted to talk um, stock up and and stock down regarding the Steelers' victory. High Smith is on my list here for stock up. He had two sacks, I believe, during the game, and he's having his his best season so far. Um, Also, as you mentioned, T.J. Watt. What what a difference did T.J. Watt make again? Well, like I remind people uh, who don't seem to understand how or why, uh, all you have to look at is uh, some of the all-time great pitchers in the game or – um how uh how one person like a Michael Jordan or 
uh, a great pitcher or a Joe Green or uh, a Tom Brady, how one superior talent can, in fact, make a difference. Now, when you shadow that talent uh, with uh, being 6'5 and 260 coming at you with a vengeance, that's a difference maker, and that's that's what T.J. Watt's presence, so much so that his brother did something. Yeah, and, and KZ... At the safety position now, Minka Fitzpatrick had a apodectomy, from what I understand, the day before the game. So that was unexpected with him being out. But the defense as a whole really played well, really played well. So I have to say stock up for the defense as a whole. Yeah, I actually think he had the surgery on Friday. And, uh, if, uh, you know, uh, he was in the stadium on Sunday. That's his attitude. Uh, Mike Thomas said he had to stop him from wanting to get dressed. He wanted to play. Uh, today's medical uh, advances are great, but not that good. You can't, you can't hit the field after major surgery. And, uh, anybody, you know, the old saying, anybody that calls it minor surgery, if it ain't on you, it's minor surgery. Right. But if it's on you, it's real surgery. Uh, but it looks like he's going to be ready for the Cincinnati game. Yeah, and I, I hope so because I really would like to see this complete defense plan together. Um, also, from a stock-up standpoint, you mentioned it, Najee Harris. Did he look like a real running back this past Sunday? He did. Did, did he hit the holes fast? But, but you know, you have to ask yourself – he didn't just become a great running back last two weeks ago or, or, or six weeks ago or even last year. He's been a great running back for the last 10 years of his life. How or what was causing him not to uh, hit those holes and accelerate and explode the way he did at Alabama? I don't know. Unless, and it has to be. We, we know that he's not a slacker, so it has to be. And, and we also know that he doesn't need to be motivated by anybody. He's a self-motivating guy. So it had to be the injury. And, and, and maybe, hopefully, that, that, that was the problem, and, and the problem has been solved. Yeah, so Najee Harris had 20 carries for 99 yards rushing. His longest um, rush attempt was 36 yards, so that was good to see. Overall, as a team, the Steelers really did good, over 200 yards rushing. And and you have to lend lend credit to the offensive line as well. He doesn't pick up the yardage without holes in the line. So the offensive line is getting better by the week, as it was said that it would be. And, and um, you know, moving forward, um, that offensive line is only going to continue to get better. And as we've talked about countless times, that everything starts with that O-line, everything starts with the snap of the ball, takes those guys time to get on point. You know, a lot of people don't realize it takes a high level of intelligence to play football at any position, but that offensive line, every one of those guys have two or three things going through their mind in a split second that they have to do, and uh, it's never predictable. So uh, yeah, good job across the board. Okay, so it's about 6.15. Let's see if we could connect with our Pittsburgh Steeler insider, Aubrey Bruce. See if we could get him on the line. Aubrey, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh Uh-huh. All right. So welcome to Soul Take Champions Live, Aubrey. We have you every week. And we were just talking. (laughs) You were fired up last week. What, What do you have for us this week? Oh, I got a blowtorch this week. Period. <laughs> and, I, and I'm saying it in a very positive way because of the fact that I'm 
everybody's talking about the Steelers and under 500, over 500. Now, the Steelers basically, they have, one second, I'm, I'm looking at my notes here, all right? All right. But they, they, uh, they have a way to still be over 500, right? Sure. And, and, and no one's looking at it. To me, every team, there's only two teams that are over 500 going to play. I, for for the stretch out, that's uh, the Bengals and the Ravens, right? Right. Those are two teams that are over five hundred. They can beat everybody else. They can. And they beat the Bengals or the Ravens, yeah. right? The one. So, and I'm saying, and I'm saying that the reason why they can do that is the offense doesn't have to score thirty points. It's offense doesn't fumble the ball or throw picks and leave the defense on the field to dry. The defense can hold anybody. To ten points or maybe less, especially with T.J. Watt being back in the mix. Now they're going to go through a couple of things because Minka is out, right? So they may have to make a couple of gestures. But 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 to get Casey, the guy who replaced Minka last week, he has, he has a beautiful interception. You know, so yeah. um, so so I'm saying that it's not out of the realm of a possibility. Still, it can be you know a gamble of five hundred. Yeah. You know, what do you think about that, Kevin? And, well, you know, we talked about this before, and I said it before the Philadelphia game, and I, I mm-hmm. shared it with my family as well, and, you know, they know I'm, I'm optimistic, so <laughs> they they kind of just blew it off because I'm always right. saying we're going to win, right? right? But mm-hmm. I called it before the Philly game. I said, look, I'm looking at the full schedule. We're going to lose the Philadelphia game. But the mm-hmm. next nine games, I believe we could go nine and two, not nine and two, mm-hmm. seven, seven and two. Seven and, two. And, the re- right. and, and the reason for that, if you take a look at our opponents, they have key wide receivers out like this week. Well, mm-hmm. last week right. you had Michael Thomas that was out this week, right. Cincinnati, you have Jamar Chase that's out. And then right. in Baltimore, you have Bateman that's out. Mm-hmm. And then you have T.J. Watt coming back. You have Kazee uh-huh. coming back. KKZ, I should say. Right. All of those different mixes allows the Pittsburgh Steelers the opportunity to go 7-2. and two. Now, let's not get crazy, okay, from a playoff standpoint, because we lost to every team in the AFC East. So it's probably... Remember Jim Morris said playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's probable that we won't get a wild card because of the tie-breaking um, right, right. The rules. But outside chance still to have a winning record and even win the division. No, yeah. Now, yeah, it's possible. Now, if we win the division, we're going to be automatically be in the playoffs. Of course, of course. Now, let me ask let me ask a, a question, Aubrey, because you were in the locker room after the game this past Sunday, and uh-huh. I'm not sure if everyone had an opportunity to, to hear the question that you asked Mike Tomlin, but please provide a, a quick synopsis of that. Well, I just asked Coach T, uh, based on performance, you know, uh, was it a running back by committee thing? Because... I mean, is it pedigree or performance? Talk about pedigree, Najee Harris is the first-round draft pick. Talk about performance, look at the numbers. If you go strictly over all the numbers, to me, he's been more productive. I'm talking about uh, uh, Warren, Jalen Warren, he's been more productive. But from an aesthetic standpoint, 
visually, he just runs harder. For some reason, I don't know whether it's because of, of, of uh, Harris maybe still maybe suffering from the injury from last year. He definitely is way off in terms of having the productivity that he had during his rookie year. And, and maybe his rookie year he was trying to prove himself and just running harder. But for me, if I, if I got to get a yard, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run with Jalen Warren. You know, yeah. he, he did, right? I mean, really. Well, I, I don't know about that, but something you touched on. Kevin, about no, 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 Kevin, Kevin, I think you disagree just sometimes and disagree. <laughs> Not at all. Hello. But hear me out. Hear me out. No wonder they call you the insider. You mentioned mentioned Aubrey that last year, year, Najee looked like a different running back. And and, and he did. He, He was much better. Okay, but where I hesitate and what I wanted to bring up Something that is overlooked. The quarterback, uh-huh. the experienced quarterback, I believe, is overlooked because you got to realize when Ben Roethlisberger is under center and he goes to the line of scrimmage and he's able to read that defense and he's able to call audibles to put that offense in the best position possible. We don't have that right now. But and I, I think fantasy. that's being overlooked. No, it's not because Ben was calling audible and then wasn't making the plays, overthrowing them, underthrowing them. You know what I mean? No, he I'm talking. I'm talking run plays. He he could uh, look at the defense and say, "This this is well." So well, so can a young quarterback. If, if a young quarterback comes up to the line and you got eight men, seven men in the box, then you throw the ball. He comes up, the safeties are going back and cover two. They're backing up, then you run the ball because you got more gaps. Something like that. It doesn't take brain surgery, you know, because because Baker calls. Audible to a run play or audible to a pass. So you're play, saying it, it doesn't. Up. You're saying it doesn't make a difference. The experience of the quarterback. Well, let, let me. But let no, me. Uh, let me. I mean, let me if let you me, can count, if you can count, it doesn't me, make a difference. Let me add something, Aubrey, because there's, there's uh, a couple things that need to be said. Um, oh, oh, King, King William. No, I'm, I'm not the king. But listen, there's a couple things that need to be said. There's a reason that you and I. Uh, you know, are generally thinking on on the same page because you know we mm-hmm. we have this wealth of wisdom available to us. But but here's what's really what you guys are talking about. You know, Jim Brown wasn't the most explosive runner known to mankind versus yep, Barry Sanders. Right. So the quick twitch right. muscle that some runners have uh, give right. them that explosion that makes mm-hmm. makes certain things doable for some running backs that other running backs can't do. But right. but the power and and the uh, and the power and combined with the grace that Jim Brown had enabled him to be mm-hmm. the greatest runner of all time, bar That's none. Right. So so That's Warren, right. uh, uh, you know, he has that quick twitch, explosive muscle that allows him to do that. Doesn't necessarily make him a better running back than Najee Harris, but I think, right. as I said early on, something was derailing Najee Harris from being at least as good mm-hmm. as he was last year. You do not become not a good runner over the. Summer. That's right. So. If the injury has healed itself and that was the problem and it was kept under wraps, so be it. But I tell you what we found. We found a great backup running back, and there's nothing wrong Mm -hmm. with a one-two punch that – uh, you know, Coach Tomlin's not necessarily been noted for uh, during during his tenure. So having a guy that can come in and you don't hesitate to put him in, that's a plus. Right. But Aubrey, I wanted to make comment about something else that Kevin made reference to a, a little bit. I'm proud of you. After all these years, you you don't need packs. 
pat on the back for me, but I'm proud of you. You're you're in the war room. You're you're in the huddle. You're in the coaches room. You're in the media room, and you you maintain and you get the respect that you're due. And I really appreciate how Coach Tomlin gives it to you. And yeah, you can you can sometimes tell when a yeah. when a coach, uh, be he black or white, is not uh, mm-hmm. you know generous to media people, but specifically mm-hmm. when a black coach is is uh, generous to a black reporter, I take note of that and mm-hmm. I think I think I'm proud of both of you guys for that. Well well and I'm proud of you too, Bill, because like I tell people, I always brag about you and Kevin all the time. I say, I call you catch my little brothers. And you can you can take my tantrums when nobody else can take them, right? But with Mike, I've grown to love him because of the fact he knows I'm gonna be very thoughtful in terms of before I answer yeah. the question because you have to put some thought into the question. You just can't ask a question, oh, I'm sitting here in the press conference, so I'm going to open up my mouth. But when I open it up, I want to make sure that he can relate to the question that I'm asking. Exactly. Same thing that you do. Exactly. Same thing that Kevin does. And that's why we get respect, not because not we're so much brighter, but just because I think we're more thoughtful in how we approach uh, these coaches, basketball, football, baseball, doesn't matter. Well, hey, hey Arby, but let me do something that – that let me say something that needs to be said now. I can tell you, there's two people in the room right now, and one of us mm-hmm. is generally man enough to admit when he's wrong. And I ain't gonna name names, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you this: on on um, Sunday, October ninth, uh, right. Kevin and I and a couple other buddies watched the uh, Steelers Buffalo game at my house, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was I was just at my wits end, and I said. Tomlin might have to go, and and another a couple of the other guys. As a matter of fact, the, the other guys in the room agreed with me. But Kevin held tight, and he mm-hmm. said, uh, "No, he's you. You. That's not how it works. That's not how it should work. That's not the respect he's due." And I got to tell you, I, I think I was wrong to jump that gun. And it looks like, and uh, you know, if all things go according to plan. Tomlin's going to prove once again. That he is formidable to say the very least. Okay, and, and I know my time is getting short, but I want to say one thing to both you guys. I mean, there's been so much cantankerous and unjustified criticism of of the future NFL head coach in the Hall of Fame, right? About Mike Thomas. Oh, first, there's no discipline in the locker room of the black and gold. Thomas who saw. He makes too many wrong decisions. He doesn't throw the challenge flag enough. He should have went for the first down on fourth and three. He should have went for the first down on fourth and three. All right now, the eagle flies on Friday. The eagle flies on Friday. Doesn't fly on Friday. Did she go over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house? Or did she take the parkway or Route 28? You know what I mean? So, 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 so there's so much stuff jumping off. It's like yeah. crazy. Yeah. And, and to me, if Bill Cowher could be inducted into the Hall of Fame, then by all means, they should erect a separate room to house the bronze bus of my Tom. Okay, and pre- appreciate that. And let's let's talk about a few other things before we let you go, Aubrey. But I did want to just get back to Jalen Warren real quick. I really uh-huh. like Jalen Warren, but let's not get crazy. This guy last game was the first time he carried the ball more than six times. So that wasn't his choice. It, it wasn't, no, he, but it, it 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 wasn't. I'm just saying, right. you know, no, the the jury is still the, the the jury is still out. Is the only thing I'm saying. No, I, I like no, Jalen no, Warren. Don't don't get me wrong, but I'm, I'm not gonna. Me, I, 
I'm hanging out with me because I watch him every day. Well, I'm, I'm hanging out I'm, with me. Uh, uh, check it out. Uh, uh, Aquarius, uh other writer, Brandon Walker, went to press box. You know what he said? He said, Matt, Matt Canada's office is Canada Drive. We all died. We died. Uh, you're right. Like, you're you're right. But 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 let's let's move on because we have like a couple minutes for this segment. Right. Um, areas that that needs to improve that I have here, and I'll see what you think about it. George Pickens. He only had four targets during the game. He needs more targets than that. And then from a Kenny Pickett standpoint. One area he needs to improve is his pocket presence because a lot of times he ran himself into a sack. He was kind of jittery, and I love Kenny Pickett, but I'm just trying to provide some constructive criticism here. But, but you're forgetting it took him five years to really grasp his offense. That's why he stayed at FCU. That's why he didn't declare for the NFL after his senior year. I mean, he's not a brain surgeon, so he's in the NFL now. So if it takes you five years to really grasp the collegiate offensive system, then it's going to take you a year or two to grasp NFL system. Everybody's giving pennant, I'm giving tickets. He's he's the new savior. But don't forget, would you have stayed in college an extra year if you could, you know, sign for four or five million? Sure. You go and get that four million. So he left Pitt. I mean, he stayed at Pitt because he didn't have a full grasp of of the offensive acumen that they needed. So he stayed point blank. So Pickett is still learning. The learning curve coming into the NFL is a lot bigger than the learning curve coming from high school. Definitely. And, and real quick, George Pickens, why isn't he receiving more targets? Ask Matt Canada again. Canada's right. <laughs> I mean, period. Because if, if you, you weren't targeting Chase Claypool that you should have, right? So now he's exited. You're supposed to at least give Pickett the, the I mean, the double, the pickings, the double uh, targets. And like I said, Matt Canada, to me, he, he's a saboteur. I don't care what nobody says. Well, you know, it's been, su- it's been suggested, it's been suggested mm-hmm. that when, when he's, when Pickens is open, he's open. When he's covered, yeah. when he's covered, he's open. And when he's double covered, yeah, exactly. he's open. Because so. <laughs> so. he's a contortionist. He can catch the ball from any position anywhere on the field. But, right? but so you know, you know I what think I think they have to do, mm-hmm. Aubrey? One, one of the things mm-hmm. that I think the problem is, maybe, maybe, they're constantly looking for the splash play from him. Exactly. Let's, let's just give exactly. him the ball in many more opportunities like Kevin's making, mm-hmm. uh, making reference mm-hmm. to. It doesn't have to be the splash play every time or the greatest catch right. of the year. Let's just find him the ball in, in, in various places uh, more That's often. Right. And have, have various places designated for him to be as part of your offensive schematic. You know, have use other people as decoys, making sure that picket, uh, pickers can get open and vice versa. Use him as a decoy. Once they start doubling him, other people will get open. But every time I look around, Freewall is getting the ball. All right. So we're we're wrapping up um, segment one. Really appreciate your input. As always, Aubrey, um, look forward to to hearing your input. And after every game, I, I look for your questions as well during the Mike Tomlin press conference. So really appreciate it. Sometimes I'm not going to lie, I'm a little under the weather after the game, so I don't make a lot of 
the, the pre the post game conferences, but I try to make as as many as I can. Hey, 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 Aubrey! Uh, someone, huh? some one of us needs to call our good friend and our buddy Chris Moore, and voices from the wilderness need to be heard from again. So hopefully, one of us can get to Brother Moore because we're in the middle of Steelers season, and you know Chris yeah, don't know nothing about football, so you know he needs us. <laughs> so let's get let's get voices from but the wilderness on the air, man. Let's get let's get it power. Yeah. So won't we do that? You know, I'll call him, or we can make a, a group a group call or something. But you're right because. It's too long, and we, we, we need to be heard by the world. All right. All right. Yeah. Bye. Appreciate it, Aubrey. I appreciate you too, Kevin. Okay. Take hey, care. King, King William, have a good one. Yes, right. sir. Yes, sir. All right, hey, everyone. We didn't, we didn't so mention that Johnson didn't drop a ball on Sunday. I know. That's, I that's, know. That's, we that's, we should have mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's big time. That's big time. But, but he did run backwards. Well, <laughs> clearly, he was trying uh, to make a play. Uh, uh, no, you get, you, get, you get that first down, man. So, um, like I said, we're wrapping up segment one. Coming up in segment two, we need to talk NFL hiring. This is necessary because Jeff Saturday, with no college or NFL coaching experience, was hired as head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. We want your opinions on this subject, the Steelers' victory, and also something else I wanted to squeeze in, Kyrie Irving. Where is Kyrie Irving? What are your opinions on Kyrie Irving, give us a call. 412-213-8995 is also on your screen that you use to click into the show. And we'll hit all those subjects and more when we return. Looking for a cost-effective way to help increase your company's bottom line? Look no further than Soul Pit Media with our award-winning print, Internet, podcast, and Soul Pit television options. We can help your business get to that next level. For more information, contact Craig Dawson at 412-407-7685. That's 412-407-7685. And let Soul Pit Media take you to that next level. Business owners, thinking about back-to-school promotions and replacing summer flavors with pumpkin? What about your taxes? Reduce your stress and tax liabilities by planning for tax time now with Cameron Professional Services Group. CPSG takes your goals, values, and visions to create a custom tax plan catered specifically to your business. We work closely with you to ensure that as your business grows and goals shift, so will your custom plan. Located in the Hill District in Pittsburgh, PA, CPSG is a CPA and consultant firm providing services in accounting, auditing, tax planning and preparation, community development and operational management. Call Cameron Professional Services Group today at 412-251-0607. Have you had the Beat by Niche experience? Beat by Niche is one of the top makeup artists in the city of Pittsburgh. She's touched the face of Cardi B, love and hip-hop personalities, and various stealer wives. If you have not sat in her cheer, what are you waiting for? 
Visit BeatByNiche.com to schedule your special makeover for all occasions, weddings, graduations, proms, photo ops, and more. Visit BeatByNiche.com and experience the touch of excellence. Say the black of the best, the sweet of the juice. I say the dark of the flesh and the deep of the roots. I get my hollers and my sisters on welfare. You block kids, if don't nobody else care. And uh, I know they like to beat you down a lot. When you come around the block, brothers clown. All right, everyone, we are back. Soul Take Champions Live coming to you every Tuesday from 6 to 8 p.m. Bill, did you know who that was? The late great. The late great. Tupac. Tupac. Actually, mm-hmm. and I'll, I, I, mean, I, I probably shouldn't say this out loud, but just between me and you, yeah. you know Tupac's not dead. <laughs> you laugh. Why, why did I know that was coming? Well, you laugh. He's hanging out with well, who? Okay. Elvis well, and, right. and yeah. Michael Jackson and, and James Brown and all that. Want to make a joke well, about Who is he running from? The right. IRS? I ain't saying that. No. Okay. All right. That. All right. Well, hey, they'll, they'll be calling you tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just, that's why. I, look, but let's finish that thought that we had. So. Well, be, be, before you do. Go, go go ahead. I'll let you go. Well, just real quick, we beat Cincinnati without Chase. We beat the Colts. We'll beat Atlanta. Uh, we never fear Baltimore, even with their great quarterback, uh, Lamar Jackson. Yep. We we beat Carolina because they're rebuilding. Vegas is terrible. Uh, even if we split Baltimore and Cleveland's in the dumps. We're back. I mean, I don't see if they keep I, playing, I wouldn't say we're back yet. If they keep playing at the level they're playing – this could get real interesting. And, and this is the reason you can't say the Steelers are back. You're not back until you could at least win a couple games in a row. Yeah, yeah. They have to do that. Okay. They got to keep up. They got to keep the heat on. But one thing I can say, just taking a look, um, doing my research for this game coming up against Cincinnati, Joe Burrow is two and two against the Steelers, and for the most part, he doesn't play well against the Steelers. He had. Seven touchdowns and six interceptions. And he had four of those interceptions in in one game this year. But when I take a look at the four games he played against the Steelers, he was at at best mediocre. So I, I feel real good about this game coming up. And something else that will probably surprise a lot of people, Joe Mixon, is he a good running back? Yeah. Okay. So he's not too much ahead of Najee Harris right now from a stat standpoint. He's averaging about 3.9 per carry versus Najee 3.6. So hopefully Najee will get up in that four range and and we'll see. Um, Well, the Steelers scheme against Burroughs real well. But the other thing that they do or that they are is that they're not afraid of him. You know, they were, there was this sense of, of uh, you know the second coming of Joe Namath or something, so they they handle him pretty well. So and Mika wants to play for and, sure, and, and for that very reason. All right, so let's talk about Pitt basketball real quick. Um, they were blown out against West Virginia this past Friday, eighty-one to fifty-six. So big man John Hughley is still out, as well as William Jeffries. The next game is actually tomorrow against number twenty-two Michigan in the Legends Classic in Brooklyn, New York. Then they have a home game against Alabama State. 
from a recruiting standpoint, Pitt basketball, I wanted to make everybody aware of. Marlon Barnes Jr., Carlton Carrington, and Jalen Lowe, they all signed national letters of intent last week. The three-man class signed by head coach Jeff Capel and his staff is currently ranked number 21 in the country and number two in the ACC by 247 Sports. So hopefully Jeff Capel will still be here for those players to play on this particular team. Yeah, and and the signing of those players will, will help anchor his position. And he has to be given the benefit of the doubt. Um, he's he's a good guy. He's a good coach. He's a good recruiter. He comes from great stock, and it takes time. And let's not forget he took over a fledgling program. Let's not forget that it wasn't. Like, no, I, I think we're beyond that point now. Well, well, we are, but let's not forget that mm-hmm. that it's not like he walked into a winning program. So it, it, the program has had its problems, circumstances, some of which we're aware of, some of which we're not. So I'm 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 still in his corner. I think he deserves all the benefits of the doubt, but he's got to have. A fair to Midland season this year, and uh, but if he can bring in those kind of people, look, you can't run a horse race without a great horse. So if he gets the horses, uh, I expect that uh, things will get better as we go along, and we look forward and, to getting him back on the show. Yeah, and, and before we go farther, I, I do want to send a couple condolences. Actually, had a, a loss in my family this past weekend. Um, Billy Bullard, my cousin, actually passed away this weekend. So if everyone could please pray for um, Billy's family and, and my family, we will greatly appreciate it. As well as condolences to all of the families in Virginia with uh, three football players being shot and actually killed over the weekend. So I definitely wanted to make sure that um, those two situations were acknowledged. Well, condolences to your family, to be sure. And the assailant in Virginia has been apprehended. That We still don't know what or why, although his father alluded to the fact that the assailant spoke to him on several occasions about being bullied or pushed around or something of the sort. He was a member of the football team. So many unanswered questions, but that that kind of blatant brutality, um, I mean, none of the killing that we've all been witness to over the last five, seven years is is understandable or acceptable, but that walk up and just shoot and kill people, that's that's brutal. And um, two other people shot, one one is uh, recovering in the hospital, and I think one has been released. So, yeah, that's just, and that, you know, kudos to that university and the leadership there. They have all come out in support uh, and, and just in unison in support of the loss of their student athletes and supporting those families. Okay. All right. So let's talk about this Jeff Saturday hire and also Kyrie Irving. And again, the phone lines are open. We do want your opinion. 412-213-8995. Also, if you don't want to be heard verbally, but you would like to at least send a text, 
you can do that at 412-218-3888. And let me start off with Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday last week was hired by the Indianapolis Colts. I understand that he was doing some consulting work for them. He was also offered assistant coaching positions that he turned down for family reasons. But I guess when you could get the head job, that's a different thing. So he was offered by Jim Ursay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, and he accepted. So he bypassed everybody that has college experience, NFL experience. I believe the only experience he has is high school. Your thoughts? Well, I, I guess the, the, the only uh, – there, there, well, there, there, there isn't a, 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 a rational answer to it. And, 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 the, and the one thing in all of that that hasn't been talked about is, was that the planned agenda? And firing, when Ursay fired the existing coach, was it a planned agenda that had been discussed to move Saturday into the spot? So that makes it even more uh, corrupt. And, 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 you know, you bypass the Rooney rule, and which allows for minority coaches to have fair opportunity. I, it, I don't believe that applies in season. Well, it just, it just speaks to the fact that you, you, don't give any consideration to the rule, and it does affect minority coaches who are deserving of the opportunity, as well as white coaches who are deserving of the opportunity that have been in waiting in a number of different positions. But what has been said repeatedly is it's his team. He owns it, and he can do whatever he wants, but that doesn't make it right, and it doesn't make it fair. Okay, so again, the number is 412 Two one three eight nine nine five. If you would like to get in on the Jeff Saturday coaching situation, but, but he did win his first game. He he did win his first game. So maybe maybe. But there's been a lot of coaches that won their first game and we'll then had a hard time winning game number two. So we'll we'll see how things well, over time. It, it, but the one thing has work be, out. One one thing has to be considered maintained. He he was a professional football player for eleven years. It's not like he doesn't know the game, and it's not like you actually. So so has Hans Ward, for example, for and, example, and he yeah. has coaching experience. Yeah. So now. so it's not. I mean, I'm not agreeing with the the circumstances. I'm simply saying it's not like the guy got picked up from from um, Walmart. So he I mean he has basketball. I mean he has uh, football intelligence and. and and, uh, that, that lends itself to some degree. And you mentioned the Rooney Rule, and I believe I said that the Rooney Rule doesn't apply here. I didn't think so. I could be wrong. But, again, the Rooney Rule can always be modified, right? If it's yeah. not there now, maybe they could put something in place that actually says if you fire a coach during the year, it has to be some a replacement from your staff, and then the Rooney Rule should apply at the end of the year. That would make it fair. But I definitely believe it's very unfair. Now, as an owner, you have the opportunity to do whatever you want, but it could be unfair. And I think in this situation, it's, it's unfair, and specifically for black coaches, because black coaches have to do, seems like, over a hundred things to even have the opportunity to be considered. So I, I think it's a slap in the face to all the 
aspiring coaches, specifically black coaches. Now, let's talk about Kyrie Irving, his situation. Now, he was suspended by the NBA for five games, and that suspension was supposed to end, I believe, on Saturday, and he still isn't playing. And just to give everyone, all of our listeners, an overview of the situation, there's a book, film, that's out there in different places that's called Hebrews to Negroes, Wake Up Black America. And Kyrie watched the film, and he actually tweeted a link to the film and the source of the film was Amazon. So Amazon is carrying the book and the movie on his website. Now, the thing about this, Amazon has multiple deals with the NBA. Barnes and Noble dropped the book today or sometime this week they they stopped selling the book so they dropped it Amazon has been non-responsive so my question and I'm not saying Kyrie Irving was right because I don't know I didn't watch the film but what I can say why is he being penalized without Amazon being penalized and maybe that's a, a, a question that is already answered once you start talking about billions, right? And who is it that you want to penalize Amazon? The NBA. How? By pulling out of their deals. By pulling out of their deals. And you would. Think, I mean, you suspend a player for five games. But you would think Bezos would care that you, about anybody pulling out under any circumstance. Whatsoever. No, but you have you had Nike that dropped Kyrie Irving. Why can't the NBA drop Amazon? Now the NBA decided to punish Kyrie Irving, and I'm not saying that's wrong, but they should penalize Amazon as well. They're the one. That is putting the book and film out there for everyone. That's free speech. So treat everyone the same. Well, but but, yeah, but uh, Amazon. Uh, uh, look, I'm not taking. I'm, I, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying. So you think side. it's you? You think it's right for no, the I'm NBA? Just, I'm just. Off, I'm just offering. When you ask the question, why isn't Amazon being punished? It's 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 Amazon's free speech. They're that, that that's what they're exercising. So, you but you can say the same thing for. I, I'm just saying. You could say the same thing for Kyrie Irving. And again, I'm not saying he's right. But the difference is Kyrie Irving is employed and under a contract. There are numerous rules and guidelines they have to follow. Same thing. They have those same rules. But I don't think Amazon has the the same requirements to follow rules like Kyrie Irving. Sure. I would think think personal conduct. Let's let's go back. Let's let's go back. I would bet that Kyrie Irving's personal conduct would be a greater requirement than Amazon's to the NBA. Let's go back. Do you remember apartheid? in South Africa and how sponsors pulled out because apartheid is wrong. Yeah. Okay, so very similar situation. When you have situations that occur, behavior that is deemed inappropriate, you cut, you terminate the deals. 
that's why you have the the Jewish organizations going after Amazon right now because they want them to pull the the film, pull the book from their source. Are they going to punish them? They don't have the power. I don't believe, but the NBA does. The NBA, the the, the NBA has the power to say, we're going to pull your media rights to our product. Right now, Amazon actually has a deal for NBA League Pass. The NBA could pull that today. And he wouldn't care. The guy's the richest man on the planet. He's not going to care it, about it, that. It, you can't punish. You can't. I'm, punish I'm not that saying. Guy. I'm not saying. But that's what you want. No, 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 no. I'm not saying Jeff Bezos would care. I'm talking about doing what's right. You want principle. And 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 no. If you're treating Kyrie Irving this way, why is why aren't you treating the the you, you Amazon the same? I'm, I'm saying Amazon, equal treatment. Well, you want Amazon to be accountable exactly. for the principle of it. I, okay. Exactly. And I'm just responding and, to your question. And, and again, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch the film, right? But I'm Nor just, have I. I'm just saying there should be equal treatment. If you're gonna punish. Um, Kyrie, which I wouldn't have on my team anyway. We talked about that. I just think he's trouble. But don't continue to collect money from. It's, it's kind of like a church telling drug dealers, "Don't sell drugs in the neighborhood, but give me that drug money." It's very similar, and and then. For the members, punish the member and say you can't come to church because you're on drugs. Very similar. So uh, again, everyone, the phone line is open four one two two one three eight nine nine five. We would like to hear everyone else's opinions on Jeff Saturday, NFL hiring, or Kyrie Irving with his current situation. Do, do you think people are afraid to call in and give their opinions on, on this subject? I don't know, but I think Kyrie might be hanging out with Tupac. <laughs> See, you, you you know what? You, 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 you laugh at that, but that could very well be where you said you wanted to know where Kyrie's at. That was your question. Like, has anybody seen Kyrie Irving? He, he, might, he might be hanging out with Tupac. Well, when... when you get more information on that. I don't have any more information. Please let me know. And while we're waiting for phone calls, and I actually thought that this would be a a hot subject, so I'm really surprised that we're not getting any calls on that. But just to make everyone aware, coming up in segment three, we will be talking to three outstanding City of Pittsburgh Hall of Fame inductees. And the names are Dave Lamanti, a former great baseball superstar out of Alderdice High School back in the day, and Monica Williams, a.k.a. Nika, former uh, great basketball player, all-around athlete, basketball player, tennis player out of Shinley High School, and the legendary Derek Suber, Lights Out Suber, uh, who's living in Seattle now, is calling in from a from the other side of town. So uh, three of the all-time greats that are being inducted in the Pittsburgh City League High School All-Sports Hall of Fame coming up uh, December 17th. 
Okay, so again, that's in segment two. While we wait on phone calls, if if we get any, maybe maybe not. I'll I'll check the um, radio text line as well to see if I received any texts. But what we'll do, we'll hop back on the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'll actually play an excerpt from the Mike Tomlin press conference earlier today. And with that, he actually talks about the run game, both on the offensive side of the ball as well as the defensive side of the ball. So um, let me see if I could bring this on. It's going to be a lot tougher than it was week one. Yeah, and you know this about Cincinnati. Without Jamar Chase, he's still leading everything, even though he hasn't played for well, that wasn't the actual um, press conference. That was actually KDK and uh, Stiller's press conference, but Bob Papiani. So I will have to find the correct feed for that. But again, the number to call in. 412-213-8995. And what I'll do, again, since we're waiting on phone calls and I'll queue up the audio for Mike Tomlin as well. I'll, I'll see if I can find that. But we'll take a break and we'll get to all of that in segment three. Looking for a cost-effective way to help increase your company's bottom line? Look no further than Soulpit Media. With our award-winning print, internet, podcasts, and Soulpit television options, we can help your business get to that next level. For more information, contact Craig Dawson at 412-407-7685. That's 412-407-7685. And let Soulpit Media take you to that next level. Business owners, thinking about back-to-school promotions and replacing summer flavors with pumpkin? What about your taxes? Reduce your stress and tax liabilities by planning for tax time now with Camera Professional Services Group. CPSG takes your goals, values, and visions to create a custom tax plan catered specifically to your business. We work closely with you to ensure that as your business grows and goals shift, so will your custom plan. Located in the Hill District in Pittsburgh, PA, CPSG is a CPA and consultant firm providing services in accounting, auditing, tax planning and preparation, community development and operational management. Call Cameron Professional Services Group today at 412-251-0607. Have you had the Beat by Niche experience? Beat by Niche is one of the top makeup artists in the city of Pittsburgh. She's touched the face of Cardi B, love and hip-hop personalities, and various stealer wives. If you have not sat in her cheer, what are you waiting for? Visit BeatByNiche.com to schedule your special makeover for all occasions, weddings, graduations, proms, photo ops, and more. Visit BeatByNiche.com and experience the touch of excellence. Beat, come on. 
Cause we are the best Black Dundee Fresh and Biz Marquee Back up to the beat in the place to be We got Biz Marquee and DJ 20 So hit me with your horns and make that money Hey, we are back. Play, man. Let it play. Yeah, let that play a minute. Everybody jump. Jump, 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 jump. Get it started. Everybody jump, 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 jump. Back in the day. Just a little flavor, flavor. This is Soul Take Champions Live. We're here every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. My name is Kevin Cameron, the co-host who you heard, Bill Neal. Regarding the music, I'm not sure people know, but we have fantastic music on this radio platform. This radio station is 24-7. For those of you that are logged in, please go to the website and check out the home page and check out the radio schedule. Coming up this Friday, we have... Friday Evening Jams, and that's from 6 to 8. We have on Saturday, Old School Jams, 6 to 8. And then Sunday morning, we have the best in gospel music, 6 a.m. to noon. And then, like I said, 24-7 music with a power hour from 5 to 6 p.m. as well. So, Bill, I think we have our first... City League, Pittsburgh City League Hall of Famer on the line. Is this Dave? Dave, can you hear me? Yes. Excellent. How's everybody doing? Uh, we doing are well. doing fantastic, Dave. Thanks for um, calling in. Yeah, I hope I'm uh, able to get through here clearly. Uh you you are I'm crystal just, uh, you're crystal clear, Dave. You're, you're awesome. Well, well let me awesome. ask. You don't have us on speakerphone, do you? I'm in my car right now because I'm uh, driving. I hope that's okay. Well, it, it's okay, but it would be better if you could pull over and take us off speaker. I will do that. Yeah, okay. just because we, we're, we're only going to take we're only going to take a few minutes of your time while you're pulling over. Let me prep the listening audience to to what's going to be happening yeah. very shortly here in Pittsburgh. The ninth annual Pittsburgh City League High School All Sports Hall of Fame inductions will induct the best of the best in Pittsburgh City League history. Coming up Saturday, December seventeenth, at the DoubleTree Hotel in Monroeville. Twelve o'clock doors open. Uh, One o'clock lunch and uh, two o'clock awards presentation to 25 of the greatest athletes of all time and we are joined by one of them right now are, are you on the sideline there dave yes i'm fine right uh, now you sound much better yeah, dave. way better dave hey dave I, awesome sorry sorry about that guys i was just actually driving home i'm pretty much uh just drove in uh, front of my house here, so I'm good to go. Good, good, good. Well, and it's important to note that Dave is a Port Authority driver, so he does a yeoman's work on a day-to-day basis. So we appreciate you taking the time out, and it's important for everybody to know that we're talking about uh, Dave Lamanti, who is a former baseball star out of Alderdice High School. Uh, Dave, what year did you That's come correct. out? That's correct. What year did you come out? 19. 19- uh, me and my twin brother, Duke Lamanti, came out in 1983. Dave, graduated. Dave yeah. and Duke Lamanti. So tell us about... And, and you play for who? 
The Alder Dice Dragons. All right, you you all didn't play out with Quipa. I, I was just trying to see if, if don't, I played don't, against you. Don't mind, don't mind, don't mind him. Hey Dave, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Dave my, uh, we were. <laughs> my my co-host is a baseball guy, so he had to he had to hit you with that one. But Dave, oh, I got it, man. I love it. I love it. I appreciate all that. Yeah. Listen, we want to. We just want to remind all of our listeners that we're joined by one of the city league's all-time greats, Dave. When you think back on the good old days, just talk a little bit about uh, being a high school athlete at that time and and a little bit about about your baseball team well we had some good coaching back in the day okay we had a uh assistant coach named rick desano who played college ball at cal u and we also had our head coach jim dunlap who played a little minor league ball uh so we were well coached at alternate but the team was fantastic. I mean, the guys that were on that particular team in 1983 were playing ball most of their lives, uh, probably through like seven years old up until 18 or 19 years old. Right, right. Yeah, there was a lot of good coaching in the communities back then. You know, Greenfield, Shadyside, Squirrel Hill. Yeah. Homewood. Yeah. I remember a guy who played in Homewood, Billy Pohl. He was a really good player. He played football for Alderdice. But I would like to add one thing. Tommy Johnson, he was a junior when me and my brother Duke were at Alderdice. Probably one of the best athletes I've ever seen. Awesome. Got drafted by the Kansas City Royals, I do believe, in the 10th round the year after we graduated. Oh, that's Tommy great. was an excellent player. That's great. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, now, Dave, you say you and Duke are twins. That's correct. So, yes. so talk about both of your positions and how you guys, uh, what you guys did after high school. Okay. Uh, good question. Uh, my brother was a shortstop. He was a three-year starter at shortstop. He couldn't start. His, first, his freshman year, because there was a roadblock in the way. His name was Gary Green, uh, major league player, uh, Olympic silver medalist, graduate 1980. Wow. Uh, I played first base, and I was a pitcher. Uh, my brother, Duke, ended up going to Pitt, the University of Pittsburgh, on a full scholarship. I had a couple looks, Slippery Rock, Shippensburg, I was a little disgruntled. I ended up going to CCAC South Campus for two years, uh, transferred to Pitt. Uh, things actually didn't work out there uh, financially for me, so I, I'm i just being truthful here. I ended up working. But uh, I had a good two-year college career. My brother Duke had an awesome college career. He uh, – had some records up there at the University of Pittsburgh. Had a, had some home run records up there for quite some time. Great. And uh, everything was great. We uh, never looked back. Good coaching, good teammates at Alderdice. Hey, Dave, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Who who on the sure. pro level did you look up to? When you were a high school player, who were the guys you admired that were, were pros? Uh, that's a good question. I was a... Uh, even though probably like my age, maybe like not that much older than me, Dwight Gooden, a pitcher for the New York Mets. Sure. Um, I always thought there. I, I like the Mets. Daryl Strawberry, 
excellent. Uh, probably came out maybe a year before I graduated high school. And I would have to say two big influences on me and my brother's life were uh, Fred Green, who was a pitcher for the 1960 World Series, uh, champion Pittsburgh Pirates. And his son is the guy I was talking about, Gary Green, uh, who was the 1980 graduate of Alderdice High School, went to Oklahoma State. Uh, we always used to practice with Gary and his dad. Uh, they were very influential on our baseball careers. Well, Dave, now I noticed that you haven't said a word about our Pittsburgh Pirates. Were you not a Pirate fan? Oh, uh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Uh, Mr. Green used to take us down there. Uh, he used to pitch batting practice after his playing days were over for the Pirates. He was a batting practice pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I used to go down there with his son, Greg Green. Uh, that's Gary's brother. Uh, we met them all. And who, the Cobra. Who were the players you looked up to? Uh, Dave Cobra, number one. <laughs> Dave Parker. <laughs> Dave Parker. I yeah. would call it the Cobra, right. number one. Right. Number one. Right. Number one. He would come over and sit and talk to the kids. Uh, we like Johnny Ray, too. You know, he was a uh, switch hitter, second baseman. Right. You know, that was a little later down the line. Right. Uh, Johnny Ray. Uh, there were so many. Will uh, Stargell, of course. Of course. Uh, didn't really get to talk to him too much when we were down there. He was pretty much, uh, you know, doing his own thing. Uh, another another guy that who was uh, very influential on my brother Duke was uh, Bill Madlock, third baseman. Oh, that's a great pick. Uh, well, let me let me ask this uh, question before we, awesome. before yeah. we let you go, Dave. Who was your yeah. city league rivals? Who did you look forward to playing, and who did you get heated up against? <laughs> There's no one except Peabody. Peabody was they, – they were always tough to, tough to beat. I mean, Peabody had great players. Uh, you can go from the Westwood brothers to uh, the Kohler brothers, John Brush, Palmer. You, you remember the shortstop. Like, you remember uh, it like it was yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh, like it was yesterday. And they, and they had good coaching over there, too, with uh, Norm Fry and uh, Coach McDonough. Well, I'll tell you something <laughs> yeah. about Norm Fry. Yeah. I went to college yeah. with his daughter, Judy. So I Oh, awesome. Yeah, I've known. Uh, awesome. Yeah, we went to Slippery Rock together. I've known Judy for years and her dad. But listen, no, uh, Dave, we want to just thank you once again for taking time out of your busy schedule to jump on the line with us. And we want to remind our listeners that Dave Lamanti and his brother Duke will be among the 25 best of the best all-time great athletes inducted into the Pittsburgh City League High School All-Sports Hall of Fame coming up Saturday, December 17th at the Doubletree Hotel in Monroe. Listeners out there, be mindful. You have to get your tickets in advance. There's no tickets sold at the door. And based on Sunday night's committee meeting, we're three-quarters of a way sold out. So you can't waste any time. If you need tickets, call the office, 412-628-4856. And our listeners need to know that Soul Take Champions Live will be in the house that afternoon as a part of the festivities. And we have a very special surprise. And what's not going to be a surprise, I'll tell you now, the great Franco Harris will be with us on that day as well. So, Dave, look forward to meeting you and your brother. Hope you bring a bunch of people out with you, and I'll be talking to you very soon. Thank you so much. We appreciate everything, Bill. All right, Dave. Take care, buddy. Take care, Dave. 
Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh-huh. Okay, Bill. That that was good. This will be the first time in the nine-year existence of the City League Hall of Fame that twins will be going being inducted. We've done brothers on two separate occasions, but never twins. Yeah, because you had brothers last week, I believe. Ben Was it Ben Scott? Yeah, they, they had three brothers, the Scott brothers, but the... Um, Never had twins before. Okay. So that was one of three Pittsburgh City League Hall of Famers. And we have two more left for this particular segment as well, right? We do. Okay. We should be receiving a call from Monica Williams. Hopefully she's on point. She is a a City League professional, so I'm sure she's not missing the the cue. But uh, until then... Um, she should be calling in very shortly, and then we will wrap up the segment with Derek Suber, um, uh, the lightning rod out of Shinley High School back in the day who went on to play great basketball at Ryder. Uh, in the meantime, let me throw the trivia question out, Kev. Okay, go ahead. It's a tough one this week. But whoever gets it will win two free tickets to the Hall of Fame inductions. How many state titles did Shinley High School win in basketball? That might be the easy part, but what years were they won? That's not easily Googleable. How many state titles did Shinley High School, the basketball factory as it was known, how many state titles did they win and what years did they win them? In what sport? Basketball. In basketball, okay. Shenley High School Spartans. <clears throat> and still no word from Monica, huh? Still no word. So uh, I guess this might be a fair enough time to offer uh, while we're in this direction. Uh, what about my Lakers? What, what, what? You, you don't talk about you don't want to bring them up anymore. No, you well, we they're were not, we, they're, not, we, they're nowhere in the itinerary, it, and, and they shouldn't be. But <laughs> we were going to talk about the NBA in segment four. All right, well, I just wanted to know because I mean, you, you just can't abandon them as if they don't matter. Yeah, but I, I was thinking about the Lakers over the weekend, and I, I think I, I know how to get out of this mess, but. From a winning standpoint, and we do have Monica Williams on the line with us, so right, right on time. So I'll tease everybody with that. Cool. Does it include getting rid of LeBron? No. <laughs> oh, good. No, no, it doesn't. Monica. Hi. Hello. Welcome to Soul Take Champions Live. How are you? I am doing well. Congratulations on your induction into the Pittsburgh City League Hall of Fame. Thank you. I appreciate it. Sure. Hey, hey, Monica. Now, now, when you when you run the summer basketball league at the market house, and you tell the ladies the tip off is at seven, if they show up at seven oh five, they're late, right? Correct. All right. So, so we we were looking for your call at seven ten. We we want the same. We want the same that it's you did. Seven, we don't, don't be, You're on seven thirteen. Well, I, I couldn't mean, I, get through. I'm just I saying. I couldn't get through. I, just, <laughs> I called it right now. You can't. Uh, I couldn't get through. All and, right, and, I'll take and that. How many family members did you ask to listen tonight? Oh, I asked everybody I knew. I oh, yeah, she got, she got, she got, she got a big family. Okay. I got a big, uh, you, you know, I got my, my assistant, 
my assistant coaches are listening, hopefully, and everybody. Okay, cool. good, good. Well, let I me did. wind this back and, and officially introduce to our listeners. And, and Monica, as I mentioned to you in conversation, we're global, so you're being heard around the world. So if there's anybody that you shot jumpers on that might be living somewhere else in the country that you want to throw, you want to <laughs> drop a dime on, you can do that. But Monica Williams, known to all those who know and love her as Nika, is a Shinley graduate that was, to my surprise, I, I knew about her basketball career, but I didn't know she was an outstanding tennis player. And Nika, you mentioned another sport. Softball. And mm-hmm. a softball player as well. So, and, and you came out of Shinley what year? 1987. Seems like yesterday, huh? So you were part of... <laughs> oh, hold, hold on. You just asked a, a woman her age. Is, uh, is that what's going This is Sports Talk Show, man. This is Sports Talk Show, man. <laughs> now, you know what? You, you know she hesitated, right? <laughs> just, you listen, see, I, I picked that up. No, they want to be treated equal. I'm just treating them equal. That's what I'm doing. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm happy with my age. I'm fine. But, Monica, this, there's not a better person in the world to ask this question. Because, and let me just tell our listeners, not only is she a former grad great athlete out of the city league school system and not only is she uh, uh, a, a, a tremendous individual for those who know her know her as one of the one of the great people that you want to know but you played during the glory days and you came through you saw those before you both men and women in the glory days and played during those days talk about what it was like playing basketball back then oh man um so you're right you're absolutely right because i was the youngest uh actually me and barbara was the youngest girls to play with uh ac williams and Dion morris and then on etw um so prior to me playing for them i was just uh a little skinny girl playing on the you know on the course by myself teaching myself i went to Morgan Milan, you know, I mean, uh, and old, um, I had a decent coach there, but, you know, I didn't learn a lot there. And then when I went to Schilling and started playing from his old sack, I played with people like Tonya Hearns and Michelle Townsend. And, you know, Tonya Hearns, she's also been inducted into the Hall of Fame because she was a great player. So I got to learn a lot from them. I mean, actually, when I walked, the first time I walked on the court with Dion Morris, and Stacey Williams and all of them. Mm. And um, my cousin, my cousin Kim Gilcrease also played with them. I mean, they had, they had a, a phenomenal team. Uh, Diane Walker, I mean, it was like some crazy good players on that team. And I was scared. I'm, I'm not going to lie, I was scared. I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to compete with these girls? And Eddie seen me play down at the YWCA, and he asked me to come play for the team. And I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to do that. My grandmother said, uh, I talked to Kim and them, and guess what? If you don't play for him, you won't ever get to where you want to be if you really want to play basketball. So I appreciated him even involving me and asked me to come play with them because I became a much better player playing with them. And, and here's the uh, other thing that you that you lived through and played through. You were at Shinley High School, the, the the basketball factory of this city. If if Westinghouse was known for its great football tradition, clearly Shinley High School was the basketball factory. Oh, it was. We, I mean, we had some really great players, especially on the, on the men's side coming out of uh, Shinley. Um, you know, we had uh, some big shoes to fill, uh, you know, playing there at, at, at Shelly. I love it. I'm so unbelievably not happy about the fact that they tore our school down and made it into something different because it should have still been standing. It's such a great school. Yeah. But um, 
you know, we did. We actually played with some. It was some really good players that came out of Shinley High School. Not to mention, it was a really good school academically too. I mean, I was there. I mean, because I was, you know, I was a kind of a book nerd. So, you know, I mean, I was like playing sports and getting my education. So, you know, it was Shinley was a good place to be at that time. Well, well talk. About- and I played against people like. Edna Campbell, Ooh. you know what I mean? Like, I mean, so, so yeah, yeah, Edna Campbell, she's older than me, but I got to play against her, you know what I mean? Because I actually, I think in the, in the 10th grade, I started getting some varsity time with Tonya and them, so I got to play against Edna Campbell, you know, some of the greatest players out there, like I said, Dion, Stacey, because, you know, of course, we, it was hard, you know, Stacey and them was ruling back then, you know, getting championship after championship, right, you know, right. uh, but, but still, to even play against those girls, you know, it was, it was, it was something that it was really it was an experience I'll put it like that I mean you know when I walked into the gym and first seen Dion Moore's playing I said in my mind like man I want to be like her you know what I mean so these are people who I looked up to you know and I wanted to be like them well two things two, two things to make note of since we are global and being heard around the world, if Edna Campbell hears this message or anybody that knows her hears this message, we are trying to find her to get her inducted. Um, we, we've been unable to find her. I know a couple times it was timing, but if anybody knows the whereabouts of Edna Campbell or a number, please call my office and get it to me so we can get her in next year. But the other thing that you just made mention of, Nika, is uh, Stacy Williams. I have heard repeatedly that many people think uh, she's the greatest player in Westinghouse history, and uh, and there's been some great ones down there. Oh yeah. Um, so what do you what do you mean? What, how, well, what I mean, what's, like, what's your opinion? What do I think? Yeah. What do, um, she, she's one of one of the greatest players there. Yeah. I mean, but me because I was a guard, of course, I'm going to look up to you know to Dion because she was a guard as well. Right. You know right. I mean? uh, sure. You know. Yeah, but Stacy, I mean, yeah, she was up because see, Stacy was big and she played. She can bring the ball down the court, and she can shoot from outside. So she did it all too. You know what I mean? But uh, you know, Dion was just fancy. Yeah. You know, she was fancy, she dribble. You know, distribute the ball. Uh, you know, so I mean, for me, you know, Dion was who I, who I thought was the better player. But that's just my opinion. But um, Stacy was unbelievable as well. What What's your position? Unbelievable as well. But I mean. I, What's your what's your position now on on the WNBA? Where it has come from? Where it is now? Uh, are you an avid fan? What's what's your position on 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 women's professional basketball in this country now? Well, to be really honest with you, I think I don't watch too much of the WNBA. The reason why? Because I played with some great players. I played with like uh, Tonya. Tonya um, Gardner. I don't know if you guys know Tonya Gardner, but she was all American from Penn State. She played, I think, uh, where did she play before that? Either McKee's Sport now or. But she played with uh, Tanisha Wright. Mm-hmm. And, well, she didn't play with Tanisha Wright. I'm sorry. She was older than Tanisha Wright. She actually touched Tanisha Wright, but she went to the same school as she did. When I see girls like her playing, and then I have, like, Brooke Williams, who played on my in my um, NCAA Women's Basketball League, and I know that they're just as good as some of these girls was playing, and they don't get an opportunity because maybe Brooke didn't go to the right college so that she can get in like some of these girls did, but she's better than them. It makes me kind of like it's not like the girls that are playing in WNBA is like the men's where they stand out so much where you can say, okay, well, these guys can't make it, but these guys should be there. I think that some of the girls that we play with, 
were just as capable as most of the girls was playing there, but they didn't get the opportunity. So that kind of made me, you know, have a bad taste kind of sort of for, you know, in my, um, in my mouth because Carlita Jones, one of my best friends, she went and she tried out for New York and she was killing everybody down there, but she didn't make it because she came from Clarion. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's like, so politics. I think that. Yeah. That's yeah, politics. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, I, mean, I think that has. Yeah, it does. I mean, there's a lot of girls we know here from Pittsburgh that, of course, did play in the um, WNBA, but oh, there's yeah. a lot of girls who should have and, and didn't that, get the opportunity. And that's true on, on for men and women, because you know, you and I both can name guys from from uh, Pittsburgh that should still be getting their NBA pension. But before I let you go, I do <laughs> absolutely. Want, I do want you to comment on the tremendous job you've been doing over how many years with women's summer league basketball and your basketball camps and clinics and just make mention of where that is in your life now and, and, and is it still going strong? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, my women's summer, my NCAA women's summer basketball league has been going for 20 years. Uh, I took it over when it was down at um, Carlo College, and I've been running it every year since, and I've had all the colleges playing it. i got all the Division two colleges in it, and it's still going on strong every year, and I would like to get more teams back involved. So give me a call, and I'll put you guys in it. It's no problem. It's a really good league. We put a, a, a college and NBA three-point line in at the market house because it makes it more, you know, like – it's better for the girls to actually play and be able to shoot that shot as if it was if they were still in school. You know what I mean? So we put a, a, a college three point line in for the boys, for the for the men and the women because I run a, men, a men's two, men's league as well. Okay, but for so, your women's league, uh, what's the category? What phone number and email should they reach out to if they want to get a team in or get players in? Okay, they can give me a call at four one two four one four four eight nine two. And they can email me at T-E-T-E-D-R-E-A-2121 at Comcast.net. And they give me a call. I take individual players. Um, we're getting back sanctioned. So Division One players, of course, you can't have two more than two Division One players on each squad. But if you call me, I will get you on a team. Um, we go like five days a week, uh, four games a day. And um, I'm, I'm looking for more teams, so I would be really happy if I can get some more teams back in it. So I'm glad that you asked about that. And, and so now that I've had you on, on the show, does that mean when I come down to the games now, I don't have to pay at the door? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely. And you're not the only one who said that. Harry said the same thing. That's all right. I don't, I don't mind paying. It's a, it's a tremendous program, tremendous thing that you do for women's basketball. And like you said, you run a program for men and women. And just think, Nika, you've got 20 years in. You only have 15 more years to do to catch up to my 35 years in the Connie Hawkins League. I'll never, I'll never be able to do that. You're great for that. You know what I mean? And, so, and if I can I mean, ask you. I hope I can do that at one point. And, and know, Monica, so. if, I, if I can ask you one more time with the contact information, because you went a little fast. I'm sorry. No okay, problem. so <laughs> you can call me at 412-414-4892. That's the phone number they can call me and reach me at. And the email is te. T-E-B-R-E-A-2121 at Comcast.net. Okay. And one of the things I'll mention, too, Monica, for those that might not have had a chance to listen to this broadcast live, the recording will be out there on the website as well. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. So, That's good. Yeah. Um, I, can I mention just, just one more thing? Sure. So I also... 
Also, I'm the head coach at Winchester Thurston and been there for 17 years. Yeah, that's right. So, that's important to know, sure. Yeah, because I actually, you know, put a lot of girls from the city in, in that school, so one of the top academic schools in the country. And um, we're always looking to have, you know, girls come over, you know, to uh, get into the school, not just to play basketball, because it's just a wonderful um, academic experience for anybody who wants to, who, who can actually come to the school and, and maintain their, you know, their academic status. Absolutely. You know I mean, so I just want to put that out there as well. Cool. Now, before we let you go, did you hear the trivia question? No. Because I'm going to bet you may not know you're a Shenley grad, but I'm going to put it out there. We're giving away two tickets to the City League Hall of Fame inductions. If somebody can answer the trivia question, name how many titles the men's basketball program has, how many state titles. That's the easy part of the question. The hard part of the question is, and what years did they win them? How many Shinley State titles are there and what years that they win them? So while you pondered that, we're going to let you go. But whoever thinks they know the answer to that question can call the show or they can text me at 412-628-4856 and you get two free tickets to the event. And that's not that's not cheap baloney. That's that's some real steak coming at you. So we look forward to yeah. seeing you there. And I know you're bringing some serious people with you because that's how you roll. We look forward to seeing everybody at the event. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me. I oh, appreciate okay. it. Right, thank bye-bye. you. Goodbye. All right. Bye-bye. I'm going to tell you something. Else. All, all right. Is Derek on? Is Derek, are you there? Derek. Yeah, I'm here. I'm oh, here. Okay, excellent. So, hey, hey, what's up, Bill? Man, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Did, did you hear that thank trivia you. question? Uh, yeah, I'm disqualified. Okay, that. I know you. I know you. I know you know. Yeah, I know you know, man. But that's that's a, that's a little bit of a toughie. There's, it, it's somebody might get bits and pieces of those years, but it's not easy to come up with all five of the years. But that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we welcome uh, Derek Suber to the show. Lights out, Suber, sharpshooter from uh, Shenley High School back in the day. Derek, what year did you come out, my friend? Uh, I graduated Shenley in 1989. And you as well played during the glory years of basketball. I mean, easily put, we can suggest that from 64 probably to 94 it was glory years. But certainly in the late 80s, man, there was just so many great basketball players. And it was still a basketball hub for national coaches to come to the city of Pittsburgh, Dapper Dan Roundball and, and, and all of that. Talk about that a little bit. Um, undoubtedly, it's well. I'm happy you mentioned that. Um, it's still, I think, for a lot of Pittsburgh natives, um, lost on them how much of a hotbed the city league was for basketball in the time periods that you named. Um, obviously, in the '60s and going through the mighty, mighty years uh, uh, in the '70s um, with a lot of players you know, from Shenley or Fifth Avenue, Westinghouse, you name it. Um, that was uh, something that I felt every day, you know, walking around the hill. I grew up, you know, on the Hill District or in the Hill District on Webster Avenue. So I was a stone's throw away from Ammons Recreational Center and down the street from Francis, um, those outdoor courts. So for me, you know, um, 
and having family members that graduated from Shenley, that lore was instilled both in the house and outside of the house, if you will, um, quite a bit. And, and one of my first basketball heroes and mentors um, was the, you know, as far as we're concerned from a basketball standpoint, uh, especially in the Hill District, the, you know, the, the mighty, mighty immortal Jeep Kelly. Oh, yeah. um, he was, uh, he was, Jeep was still playing when I was a young fella. So I got to see him play, you know, as an adult, he was by that time, he was still, you know, bouncing around playing the six, four and under league and, and, you know, going off different places playing. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, that, that, that area pumped out players, you know, you know, to the division one and, and division two levels, you know, year in and year out. It was, it was, it was was quite spectacular. Well, and I was about to ask you which which player stood out most. So you, you definitely answered that question. As a matter of fact, one of the courtyards in the hill you'll 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 remember, and more specifically than I do, Maurice Lucas, Jeep Kelly, Sonny Lewis, and Ricky Coleman. I believe were all living in the same courtyard area. Yeah, that's Francis. Fra- uh, yeah, that's Francis Street. And and, yeah. I, and I think I'm missing a fifth name, but clearly, from Center Avenue to uh, the Civic Arena, uh, the basketball uh, legends and names and stories and history. Man, we could we could talk forever. But Derek, talk about how you remember playing in the City League and what it meant to you, especially in hindsight. Well, it meant everything. Back then, you you really had to um, you had to earn it and pay your dues by way of really following the the formulaic process of hey, I gotta make I gotta make one of the high school teams, right? Um, if if and I'm jumping straight to high school because for me, city league also encompasses the the middle school years, but I'll go to high school. Um, and there was no shame in being on the JV back then, Bill, right? That, that if you were a freshman um, and even a sophomore and you were a pretty good player, playing on the JV was was a part of the rite of passage to, to continue on to play. Exactly. Um, so uh, I, before, just before getting to the high school level, um, you know, and I hope I get a chance to share this, you know, in December, but I will, uh, the, one of the games that stuck out to me all throughout my playing career, um, I got up in the morning with a bunch of other friends and we joined in with a bunch of other people from the Hill District early in the morning. This is when the city championship game for basketball was at Peabody at 10 Mm a.m. tip off. And we walked to Peabody, and that was um, the Brashear versus Shinley City Championship game. Um, that Brashear team had um, uh, Rocky White, mm. Daryl White, Major Harris, mm. um, Darrell Porter, and DeAndre Buki Smith, and they were going against and Tony Horn, and they were going against um, Shinley Dane Smith led Shinley team. And it, you know, I was an eighth grader and it, it blew me away. It blew me away. I mean, you know, you know, those, you know, the names that I just just rattled off there. I mean, it's just the the level of athleticism, um, 
was off the chart, but you could feel the competitiveness. Like it meant something. Um, and, and for me, I'd already, that already made my mind up <laughs> from a little guy that I was going to play in the city league, but, but as an eighth grader and I'm almost there, it was, it was, it was a wrap for me after that. I, I, I had to play at not only at that level, but in that game. Well, look, let me, so that was, let me, let me, let me stroke you up a little bit because you're not one to do it for yourself. I will remind our listeners that watching Derek Suber play basketball was like watching poetry in motion. I, I can remember, first of all, quiet guy on and off the court uh an absolute assassin if you took his uh quiet uh, seemingly passive uh persona for granted he would light you up for 30 uh pretty much unstoppable with a jump shot uh but a complete player and a little bit uh, reminiscent of uh Steph Curry if you will uh just just could do damage all over the court and you st- you stood out then and you remain uh one of the great players in, in basketball annals in this city and each year for the last five years we've been trying to get you but of course uh, there were all obviously some some roadblocks but we're glad that we finally have you coming in uh, went on to become and just real quick Derek how, how did the college career go we got about one minute left well it went as well as as any college player wanted to go you know I finished playing in the NCAA tournament Finished as you know, 1993 as, as an Associated Press All-American. I'm still an all-time leading scorer at Ryder University and the first player in the school's history, first athlete in the school's history to have their jersey and number retired. There so we did a lot of winning. We turned the program around, and I'm and I'm still great friends with with all of those teammates. So and by the way, my 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 son, my oldest son, is a soccer player there at my alma mater. So. It's uh, it's been it's been a heck of a time for me. Real, real quick, Derek. This is Kevin Cameron. Um, did you play against Robert Morris? Yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah, my senior year, we moved into the Northeast Conference, mm-hmm. um, and we won that conference to go on to the NCAA tournament, and, um, and we we beat Robert Morris both times, home and away. Okay, I'm, I'm sure you all got favorable calls. So. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's an RMC grad, so you know you expect that. Hey, Derek, before I let you go, I'm asking everybody who was your all time greatest athlete of any sport? Major Harris. Undoubtedly. Okay, and you it's know, the, we all, that's, that's a surprise. And, and we had Major Harris um, on the show a couple months ago. Yeah. Okay. I, you but know, no, I could, I could rattle off some guys. Not not just Pittsburgh now. I'm saying worldwide. Who's who's your who's your great? Oh, it's Major Harris. It's Major okay. Harris. I could I could rattle off like you know I watched Bo Jackson play football and Deion Sanders play and Michael Jordan play and all that. But for me, when you ask a question like that, I think it should be answered with guys that you've seen with your own eyes. And cool. if you were lucky enough to actually compete with or against them, um, that should be the answer. Major Harris was a major Division One player in football, basketball, baseball. If they had a head, <laughs> kickball, or dodgeball, or right. stickball, he'd have been that. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, hey, Derek, listen, man, greatly appreciate you calling in. And we know you're out on the West Coast living life and having a great professional career. We look forward to having you in town. Your letter's on the way very shortly. But thanks for taking time and look forward to seeing you when you get home. All right, guys. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks I'll a see lot. you in December. Thanks a lot. Okay, appreciate Bye-bye. it. Bye.
Well, that was a surprise answer, but a great answer. Yeah, real, and, real and, and why not Major Harris? Because he, he was as good as anybody. Yeah, and if def- you can throw a ball, surprise. if you can throw a football seventy yards on one knee, I, every time I see Major, I add five five yards. But I, it started out that he threw a football fifty yards. I got him up to about seventy yards. Wow, wow. We actually have a caller. Who is it on, on the line? Um, is it Mike Ford? Yes, sir. Is it the great Mike Ford or some other guy? It's the great Mike Ford. <laughs> hey, Mike Ford, how you doing? So you, you great, great. I, I have a note here. You know what years they won the title? Uh oh. I see. That's an easy question right there. I had a cousin on the uh, the first title that came in the '66, named Marvin Snowden, was okay. on that team with Correct. Kenny Durant. Now. Correct. Correct. They won in they won in '71. And and Tiffany, hold tight. We have Tiffany on the line as well. But go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. They won 71. They won 1975. The 75 team won. Be careful. And the 78 team won. Ooh. And DeWan Blair's team in 207. Oh, he knocked it off the park. He knocked it off the park. Man. And they they should have seven state championships the time they got cheated to Lower Marion, when DJ Kennedy got fouled in the last play, when it showed in the paper, they had his arm. Wow. Then another game that I went to, they should have won. When they lost to the number six team in the country, Jack Higgins and them lost to um, Coatesville. Right. And the paper the next day said, Coatesville 28, Shelly nothing. Shelly lost uh, six points in that game, and Coatesville shot 28 free throws, and Shelly didn't shoot a free throw in that game. So you tell me they didn't get robbed. No, I'm, uh, listen, I'm I'm on your side, and listen, <laughs> I, I listen. You hit it. You knocked it out the park. You hit every one of them on on the money, and uh, for that, my friend, you win two free tickets to the Pittsburgh City League High School Hall of Fame induction. And if you can take this number down, I want you to text me your address, and we'll put those tickets in the mail to you. Okay, sure will. I, I was coming anyway because my. Uh, counterpart is going in. My teammate, Derek Suber, is going in, so I was coming, you know, anyway, so I'm going to give these two tickets to someone in my family to come. That'll be good. That'll be good. Because you you my cousin's going in. Okay. My cousin's going in this year, too. I have three members now of my family in this Hall of Fame. Myself, my uncle Rock Robinson and my cousin little Rich, Richard Bratcher's going in. I just oh. I just saw Rock the other night. As a matter of fact, yeah, man, that's yeah, great. Uncle. That's great. Yeah, that's that, great. That's your uncle Rock. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rock, Rock and Kevin are golf competitors, so they they know each other very well. But my the number you want to text your address to is four one two. Okay. Six two eight. Yes. Hold on. Six two eight. Let me write this out. Another thing, Bill. Another guy y'all missing. He just died. Was my neighbor. He was City League Player of the Year back in the 50s. He uh, won two titles down Fifth Avenue High School. Now, if you could ask Chuck Franklin about this guy, his name was Carl Washington. He just died a year ago. And it's a travesty. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Couples with his coach back in the day. Okay. Okay. Well, I tell you what. Let's, and, let's get him in, and, and I'm going to tell you how easy. No, he died. He's dead. But no, his no. son, you know, would like no, no, I understand, but let me hear me out. What, you know, we, as you know, we have a category for the deceased fallen, okay, fallen okay. heroes. So next yeah, year yeah. we'll induct him in the fallen heroes category. Have his family out in, in the whole nine yards. So please text me his name. That'll be a blessing. And if you have a number for the family, get that to me. But text me I his sure name will. and uh, text me your address, and we'll we'll take care of you. Okay, what's the number, 628? 4856. 
888-346-4856. Thank you, guys, and hey, good night. I'll see you guys on the 17th, man. Good talking to you okay, guys. Okay, Mike, Mike. keep listening, man. Exactly. Sure will. Okay. God bless. God bless you. Oh, that's one of that. Now, that guy, when I said the great Mike Ford, uh-huh. one of the all-time greats, man. Okay. And upper echelon. But, you know... That's the thing, and we and you know as well as anybody coming out of Aliquippa, those years between '64 and and '80, just unparalleled. Coaches coming from all over the country to recruit, pretty much from the Hill District, you know, for the most part. But but it, but it also included Midland and and uh, Clariton and and uh, Aliquippa, all over, all over, uh, McKeesport. But certainly the City League uh, was second to none. So it's good to hear this getting revved up and and people getting excited. You know, one of the things that Chuck Franklin said to me. You have another call? Mm-hmm. Oh no, go ahead. I can tell this later. Tiffany. Yes, how are you? Yes, I'm doing well, Tiffany. Thanks for calling in. I saw the answer to the trivia question, and um, Mike Ford was actually on hold before you. Yes, he did, and he shut me completely down. (laughs) (laughs) But, But what else would you like to add? Nothing. So I actually was listening to you guys. My aunt is being inducted, Monica Williams. Okay. And I was listening, you know, to her when she was on the show, and I heard the trivia question. So I said, "Well, let me call in." Mike beat me to the punch. So, so you knew the you knew all the years. Yeah, I did know all the years. You didn't have to Google it. Well. So me, me and my dad, my dad went to Fifth Avenue, and I graduated from Shinley in 98 myself, and we always had these arguments about who was better, wow. yeah, Shinley or Bashir or Fifth Avenue, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So we go into this a lot. Uh, can I ask, who's your dad? Uh, Michael Thompson. Would, would I know him as a player? No, okay, no, okay. he play. Uh, so, so. I'm tell you what I'm going to do, Kev. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, you know, to show you the kind of guy I am. Yeah, yeah. Not not every talk show host would do this, but I'm going to do something special here. We got Mike Ford got a pair of tickets. Okay. How about we give her a pair of tickets too? Since since she says she had the answers, but she just got beat. Sounds good. Beat to the punch. How about I did get beat. And and, and I was Tiffany. listening to you guys as I was on hold. I said, "Oh no, Mike Ford. He sounded like he had the answers." Well, yeah. I knew. Oh, that's I a knew. City guy. That's okay. city guy. <laughs> and, and Tiffany, we would love for you to listen every Tuesday. Each, you know, okay. any, any Tuesday that you can. And um, what I would like to do too, I would like to add you to our weekly text list. To keep you aware, okay. send out reminders about the show and everything else. But go ahead, Bill. So okay, when you, which, what I want you to do, Tiffany, is text me your name and your mailing address, your phone number and email. Okay. We'll add you to our blast. But I will mail out a pair of tickets to the City League Hall of Fame for two reasons. Because your Monica's, uh, is that your your aunt? Yes, that's my honor. And and for 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 that reason, and then secondly, because I believe you when you said you knew the years. I do. I actually, <laughs> I have almost like sixty six, seventy one, seventy five, seventy eight, and I even went as far as the two thousand and one and two thousand and six when they lost. Yeah. And I was going to ask, like, you know, are you talking about every time they made it to the state championship, or just the times when they won? Just the times they won. <laughs> um, I'll I tell you something, right. and, and I'll, I'll, I will let you go, but I want to tell you this story that your dad will know of. Certainly, there wasn't a greater rivalry anywhere in the state of Pennsylvania than Fifth Avenue and Shenley. Uh, yes. And some of the greatest players of all time held at that time. 
Um, okay. I can tell you this. When I met Simi Hill, the great, great, great superstar basketball player out of Midland, he was almost okay. godlike. This is probably a little bit before your time. When I met Simi Hill, and and he was being recruited by, I mean, he was recruited by 150 colleges in this country. But I met him years after his pro time. I met him at a at a at a, at a Hall of Fame luncheon they had for Western Pennsylvania basketball players. When I said to Simi Hill, I said, I said, Mister Hill, he said, first of all, just call me Simi. I said, Simi, who's the greatest basketball player you've ever seen? He immediately said, Kenny Durant. That, okay. That's the kind of stuff that Pittsburgh and Western Pennsylvania and basketball was about. All those great, oh, great wow. players. So, yeah, so I we appreciate you calling in. 412-628-4856 is the number you text that information to, and I'll have your tickets in okay. the mail. And, and if you oh, forget the you number, you can much. always text the show as well. So either number. Okay, thank you very much, and I appreciate you guys. Hey, and make sure you introduce yourself to me at the event. Oh, I definitely will. All right, definitely. take care. All right, take care, Tiffany. Thank you. Have a good night. Okay, you too. All right. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Tiffany knew what she was talking about, man. Ah, big time, big time. Just like this guy we're bringing on board now, Mr. Darnell Dinkins. The legend. Hey, hey man, how's it going? Did she go to Shinley? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think she graduated in '98. I, I can't I remember if uh, maybe I'll see her at the event. So I'll know when I see her. Hey, hey, Darnell, it, it's revving up, man. We we had our uh, fifth committee me- committee meeting, no, our seventh committee meeting on oh. Sunday, and we are near capacity. We're 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 near sellout, and we got a month to go. So it it, it bears repeating. Anybody listening, you got to get a ticket in advance. There will be no tickets at the door. It's been an eight-year sellout every year. You know, Darnell Dinkins, Kev, was the was the guest speaker at our fourth year, I believe, our third year. Yeah. And okay. uh, hey, let me tell you something. Now we we know Darnell. We get used to him. We get comfortable with superstars sometimes. When he walked in the room, you 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 would have thought Elvis walked in the room, man. I mean, the room they went. Now you know, I don't know how many people he paid to to, to respond like well, that. Whatever. But, but whatever. I, 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 yeah, but man, they, they went crazy for Darnell Dinkins. Nice, nice. So for the listeners, um, Darnell Dinkins, the Super Bowl champ, won a Super Bowl with the New Orleans Saints, who just got spanked by the Pittsburgh Steelers. But <laughs> we didn't hear from Darnell last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, he was going down to the game. He's, he's he's the one that's talking on the line with us. So we're getting, yes. thing, getting everything ready for our NFL picks. So, but before we do, I will, I will say this before we get into the picks, though. Okay, I'm just happy for Coach Tomlin. You know, yeah. the, the the coaching staff this year has been taking a beating, and and you know what? Yeah. Us being in the sports world, I must say, look, you got a first round draft pick in a quarterback, first round running back, a second round in you know, Chase Claypool, another one with Pickens, and you had Deontay. Like they did, they do not not have guys out there. And, and some of the stuff I've been hearing is like, man, this is just to me. I, I, I think sometimes teams have got to gel and rebuild. So I'm glad that they at least won last week. So you know, yeah. hats off to the coaching staff for sticking it in there. Yeah, and did you hear Bills? Um, what what can I call it? It was my humble retraction. 
It's his retraction. My, hum- I, I was my over, humble retraction. I, I was over at his wrong. house during the Buffalo game. He was calling for Tomlin's firing. And I told him, "Oh, yeah." Well, yeah. I never used the word fire. Yeah, you did. I, yeah, you did. I, I yeah. said it was time for a change. Is what I said. Yeah, you said you, <laughs> you said you wanted him out, but he he he's backtracking. Right, hey, he's but back-tracking. I'm man enough to admit that I might be wrong. Yeah, I I think it's I think it's a culture, you know, and I think the Steelers. I think when you look at the game, they just needed some guys who. We're, we're just making the plays, you know. They had a, they need some guys who can really help, you know, sustain, you know, their drives. They need a defense that can stop and can really help them. They just didn't have any real splash plays, and without having a running game yeah. and a solid defense, it really is the structure of their team. Yeah. They haven't been able to run. They haven't been stopping people on defense, so it's not an offensive thing. I just think they just needed some help, and they got it last week. Yeah, and then that was the key: the running game and defense, and not turning the ball over. Those three Correct. elements, and you played in the NFL, Darnell, and you realize this, the importance well, of that quarterback, right? Yep. Very important. I mean, what did people expect transitioning from a Hall of Famer to a rookie or someone first-year player in Trubinsky, right? Well, well and I think, Kev, I think if you're not talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you're in a culture of Jacksonville, if you're in a culture of, you know, the Browns, and you're willing to grow. But this town has become consistent, and it's almost being said kind of, well, Tomlin never had a losing season. Like, you know, we say it almost like it's a – for Jacksonville, I'm sure people wouldn't feel that way. You know what I mean? So, you know, when you start looking at what it takes to become a consistent, you know, program, you need – you, you. If Najee Harris was just happy what he was last year, I believe they would be seeing you no know, way more wins in their columns, you know, than the losses because you don't rely on someone who could throw the ball to win all your games. They're not Ben Trubisky or Pickett is not Ben, but they do have that. I, I still don't know if the Chase Claypool pick was just done out of haste because you got Claypool, you got Pickens, you got Deontay, you got Fryermuth, you got a quarterback, and a, I mean they got some guys who. They vested in that could have been really, really good. Yeah. And let me slide this in before we get to our NFL picks. Um, the Penguins, let me see, is 6-6-3 six, six, and three heading into tonight's game against the Maple Leafs. That game is actually going on now, and unfortunately the Penguins are losing two to nothing in the first period. So end of the mm-hmm. first period. So we'll see what happens there. And then from a recruitment standpoint, I thought that this was important. In women's basketball, the number one women's basketball recruit, Juju Watkins, is actually going to USC. So another Juju at USC. Uh And she grew up probably about 10 miles away from the campus. She's a a two-time gold medalist with USA Basketball. Defending California State champ and also the reigning Gatorade Girls Basketball Player of the Year, and she signed with Clutch Sports already in high school, and she has a NIL deal. So it's pretty impressive. Well, that is impressive. But you got to watch where you when you start talking about the Saints in New Orleans. You got to watch where you're using the word juju at. You know what I mean? So yeah. That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, uh, thanks for the warning. So. 
getting to our NFL picks, and we're coming up on five minutes, so we really have to be fast, but uh, my co-host wanted to know the results from last week. And, Darnell, I'm not sure if you know, but you actually won last week. Yeah. Yeah. You you actually won last week, and I'm looking for my notes. I'm not sure what the heck I did with Well, it. I see. Now, I'm going to be like the woman that, that lost the governorship in in, in Arizona. Uh, there's some shady There's some shady stuff going on with the with the count. Now, I, I go to bed. I'm winning. I wake up. I'm losing. Now, there's something wrong. There's something I, I, going on here. You know what? It's the whole NFL. I mean, if you watch the Bills and the Vikings game, I mean, what was that? Yeah, that was... The game was one. I, mean, I told you guys it's a weird year in yeah, football. You know? Yeah, and I, and I actually, yeah, and, and I actually found it. So uh, myself and Bill, we went seven and seven, and you went eight and six. Ooh, yeah, yeah, moving on up like need, the Jefferson. I need a recount. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, let's let's cue it up for this week in the NFL, and this is week eleven. And let me see if I could cue up the music at the same time. Hey, Darnell, while he's cueing, you did know the dates of those Chimney Championship teams, right? Did it again? I said you did know the dates of those Shenley State Championship teams. Uh, no, I didn't know them all. I, I would have had to Google them. Oh, okay. Okay. Honest man. On all right. Way. On with the picks. Week 11, NFL, Tennessee at Green Bay. Be careful here. You got to go with, you know, so Tennessee, Green Bay's coming off of a, I don't know how you win, but I think Tennessee will be ready for them. i go with Tennessee. Man, that's a tough one, though, man. Green, because they're not done doing what they're doing. I'm, I'm going with Green Bay. I, they might have found the answer to something. All right, Green Bay here as well. Chicago at Atlanta. Tough game. I mean, I, I think you're starting to see the emergence of a really good quarterback. He looks a lot like, you know, Lamar Jackson. I think Chicago's going to pull out a, a, a good win down there. I agree. I got Chicago. All right, Cleveland at Buffalo. Do we have to talk about this one? Yeah, Buffalo go over there. I mean, but now they're starting to get Deshaun Watson back. I don't think he plays this game, but he's going to be practicing. Correct? No, he, he can't play until the Houston game. So that's going to be that's going to be a lively game. But I'm going with Buffalo. Me too. I got Buffalo. All right, Philadelphia at Indianapolis. Philly. Philly here. Philly. All right, New York Jets at New England. You had the Pats in this one. Me too. I'm taking New York. New York for Bill. Okay. Los Angeles Rams at New Orleans. Oh, man, this is like just a graveyard game. I mean, everybody's hurt on both sides. New Orleans. Wow. I got the Rams. I have Rams too. Detroit at the New York Football Giants. 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 Giants here, too. Carolina at Baltimore. Lamar Jackson go off against them. <laughs> Baltimore. Same here. Washington just coming off a win last night against the used-to-be undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. They're at Houston. Washington at Houston. I think they're going to kick, kick them to gear. The commanders. Same here. Come on, Bill. We don't have a lot of time. 
I'm taking Houston. You're taking Houston. Good. That's, a, that's another one. I, yeah, I don't, I don't have a good reason. I just got a feeling. Uh, I got a feeling Washington. Raiders at Denver Broncos. Oh, uh, this is this is a game that can make you kick yourself. Yeah. But I, I think the Broncos got enough to go in there and, and beat the Raiders. Yeah, I got Denver. Okay, I'm a lone wolf here. I'm taking the Raiders. Remember, I said Washington. I mean, okay. is that a, is that a sympathy Houston. pick? Is that a sympathy pick? Not at all. I think Denver is struggling, and I think um, Las Vegas is due for a win. Dallas at Minnesota. Mm. That's a good. I like the Vikings good, but Dallas Dallas don't really they 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 are full of hype, but they ain't showing up. Same here, Minnesota. All right, Minnesota's for real. Since well, Kansas City at Los Angeles Rams. KC all day. Same here. Yeah, KC. All right, San Fran at Arizona. San Fran. San Fran looks good, guys. All good. All on San Fran. I agree. And then the last game on our schedule, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. I have Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh in the upset. Tyler Boyd coming back home. I think the Bengals got embarrassed first game of the season. Bengals. Excellent. Okay, we got it done, fellas. they, They know Tyler Boyd's coming home. That's part of the deal. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's part he's of the gonna deal. He's going to come over and do, get some, you know, move some of them yard markers. Yeah, yeah, but he's not going to come home and be unscathed. Well, I, I mentioned earlier, Darnell, that um, Joe Burrow, he doesn't really play well against the Steelers, so I'm counting on that and hopefully the resurgence um, running game and T.J. Watt being back. Yeah, I mean, T.J. Watt being back and, and, and it obviously – Picks up Hasmus game, which is how they beat him in the first game. Right. But I, I think people are are finding their their neck, and they're running the ball really good. So once again, the Steelers haven't really done that great stopping the run, and um, I think the Bengals got something to prove. All right, so that's a wrap for our show, fellas. As well, I got to ask Darnell a question before you go. Darnell, did you get some some of that New Orleans uh, soup or whatever they do down there? Did they did y'all hook up last week? No, I did not. I was I was back in Penn State play last week, so I was actually up in a happy valley. All right, cool, cool. All right, thanks as always, Darnell, and we'll catch you next Tuesday. God bless, man. Have a great week. Talk right. to you guys next week. God bless. All right, Bill, so we wrapped up another show. Um, so Take Champions Live, we would like to say thanks to – all of our many listeners, don't be a stranger. We hope to see you here every Tuesday. I'm kind of thinking somebody might have fed Tiffany some answers. I don't know. Uh-oh. I don't know. Well, right? hey, it's a done deal now. I don't know if she's still listening. It's a done somebody, deal. Somebody, All right. Somebody, Thanks somebody a lot, everybody. Tiffany up. Okay.